This episode of Pivot is brought to you by Microsoft Azure. To amplify your ideas and achieve more with artificial intelligence and advanced analytics on Azure, your trusted cloud. Start your free account today at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway, staring at Kara Swisher, <laughs> which is for a a, moment. an enormous treat in the <laughs> same room, so you can probably feel the, the banter and the electricity yeah, and the right. buzz of okay. being in the same Fine. room, Kara. Yes, here we are. Here we are here in New we York are. City. So there's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it, because we've only got a few more shows before the new year. Yeah. But obviously, again, we're talking about Facebook. Yeah. Another story from the New York Times, again, about Facebook's violation of privacy, which is something they've been doing for since the beginning. Uh, yeah. But a really bad one, again, selective uh, handing out of, of information to different groups depending on partnerships and things like that. And what what is your sense of how was this determined? Was this pure oversight or was it a pay-to-play thing? Who got special different things. access? Different people got different things for different partnerships. Right. I think that's the thing is that they were sort of – they were giving special – you know, they weren't selling the data. They were giving it away as part of partnerships. And then it depended on whether it was the Royal Bank of Canada or Netflix or Spotify or Bing or things like that. And so various – they gave away various bits of privacy. And sometimes the, 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 the partners didn't even use it or didn't intend yeah. to use it. Didn't but they ask were just, for it. Yeah, yeah, they were just, it was, you know, they, they had this partnerships thing. I think it was under Dan Rose, who has since left Facebook. Yeah. And I think they just were making partnership after partnership to, 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 to advantage Facebook. And part of the deal, as they did with the Cambridge Analytica information to give to third parties to track people to the platform, they give away different bennies, essentially. So I read this as consumers love frictionless content and things for free. And, and this is part of the downside. But yeah. Have you heard – have you reached out to Facebook? What's their official response on Well, this? they did. They gave responses that we have been trying to be transparent. I think the issue is that it piles onto other things right. of Facebook trip, misusing trip. data. And whether – you know, it's interesting because I put up something like this. More than anything, it shows kind of sloppy management of partnerships, really. Yeah. Um, people were like, no, it's criminal. No, it's this. It's not criminal necessarily. Yeah. And the question is who's going to decide – whether people gave consent, whether they should have gave consent. I, you know, I think the, the it'll get all people on the Hill all mad because they're yeah. already angry about the Russia stuff. Yeah. And we'll get to that because something else came out earlier this week about Facebook and Twitter and Google. Um, but I think it's a question of, of, of their, their sort of sloppy management of data and their voracious um, sucking in of data at the same time. So, so, but my question is, this feels a little bit Trumpian in the sense that when there's so many dumpster fires, you just see a fire, and one dumpster fire doesn't look any brighter than the right. other. Are right. we just becoming inoculated or numb to this? No, I think people. I think this kind of stuff does get Congress going and get mm-hmm. get regulators going. And you just saw today the District of Columbia is uh, suing Facebook based on the Cambridge Analytica stuff. So I think just what happens is a pylon, which has happened to them before when they had Beacon. If you remember, it just was a much smaller environment, and now everybody is piling on. And it's not just. What's interesting is there's one sort of attack from the private privacy angle and what people gave consent to and the misuse of data or the use of data properly, but not in ways people thought it was being used and whether that was illegal or not illegal. And then there's the question of malevolent actors using the platform as it was built. And then there's an issue of addiction. And then there's an, it just, it all sort of mushes up together and gets away from the fact is, are people using this product and do they like using this product even at the cost of privacy? But at this point, I would argue there doesn't seem to be any evidence that consumers care. Yet. 
Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think young people don't want to use Facebook. I don't know if it's because of privacy issues. I think it's other. It's uncool, I think, pretty, pretty much. Right. Um, but the issue is can they, facing all these various things, can they continue to innovate and run their company when they're facing so many inquiries? Which is, you know, what happened to Microsoft. It happens to all of them. Yeah, it's just, uh, so I, you know the mood there, and uh, you hear so little about it. I used to get, I used to hear from Facebook, people would call me, the people I know there, and say, Scott, you need to stop piling on, it sounds personal, you look ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I don't hear from those people anymore, I don't hear anything. They're gone, yeah, they're yeah. gone. A lot I, of people I've been talking to at Facebook are want to leave, for they sure. They want out. They want out, yeah. And No fun. And where do they go? I mean, what they just want. They're they worried about else. their personal reputations. A lot of people I've had coffee with, yeah. they're like, oh, how do I look? They want to go to Instagram. Yeah, right. I know Instagram's owned by What's Facebook. What's up? No, the Instagram guy, guy left because he was sick of this stuff. Yeah, Kevin Seistrom. He was sick Systrom, of the, the meddling of Facebook and, and the misuse of his platform, I think, in a lot of ways. And so, what do you think? I mean, you know, I always have my talk track over breaking these guys <laughs> up, but what do you think actually happens? So, it's death by a thousand cuts, but what does death look like? What, well, what's going to happen here? I don't know. I don't know. I, it's a good question. I think possibly, you know, they, they could be spurred into management change. I think that's probably what happens a lot of time. There's pressure from the board. To, we got to do something. Like you could imagine there's a meeting right now going on at Facebook's board going, oh, Jesus. We, either it's let's just sit still, which is what they've done before right. in the past right. when these th- things happen and be very quiet and yeah. just promise things. Um, which is their way, which has been their history. That's how they handle a lot of this stuff. Or do they actually say, okay, we're going to get a new CEO in here to run thing. Are we going to replace Sheryl Sandberg? Are we going to replace blank? You could see departures by certain people, maybe Joel Kaplan, maybe, you know, who knows? That just feels, when you say management change, there's only really two people that would constitute a management change. There's more people, but you don't know them, but yes, okay. But from a public perception standpoint. Sheryl and Mark. It's Sheryl and Mark. Yeah. And so— It, I, you didn't agree with this, but I think Cheryl. I think the the first time there's 90 seconds of calm or mm-hmm. 90 days of calm. I think she announces she's going to run a foundation. She declares victory and she leaves. Mm. The, the I've heard she has said people to people she is not. Well, what is she? No one says they're leaving until the day. They no, leave. I think she means it. I think she she wants to clean it up. But what the board should be doing is is kicking Mark up to chairman and bringing in a new CEO. Yeah, that would, in my that opinion, me, yeah, restore the stock price. Yeah. Uh, send a send a signal, and also, everyone says, "Look, they can't do it because he controls the board." But if you actually play it out, what happens if the board all holds hands mm-hmm. around the fire and gets in the boat together and puts out a press release saying we're removoving him as CEO? He's going to be chairman. The next day, can, not he's gonna not going to replace all I, of them. Trust me when I tell you, they're not. There's no way Mark Andreessen and Peter Thiel will do that to, to Mark. Zuckerberg, ever. And why is that? Because they, they are— They will not. Because I know their personal relationships. They just won't. Yeah. They won't do it. They won't. They, it's not their mentality. They're very victim-y, like, we're being attacked. Yeah. Well, they aren't. The board has been—the board actually hasn't come under fire, in my view. No, but they—we are in this together as a group, and he hasn't yeah. done anything that bad, and he's built the greatest company in history, and blah, 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 blah. And it, that probably it. means you need, you need new board members, or you need to start calling out the board uh, as, as responsible. I think I will actors. do that. Well, just listing their names and and tweeting at them and saying, what's your view on this? Hey, Reed Mm -hmm. Hastings, does this mean your platform is next to be weaponized? Right, and also Netflix was involved in this, that they got some sort of private messages. I wasn't really clear what the data they were getting. They were getting unusual. I mean, everyone had to deal with Facebook. Why wouldn't you? Because, you know, that's where where the information is. Yeah, Yeah, and and what it goes down, it kind of comes down to is the reason Netflix won't be weaponized is that social media is nicotine. It's addictive. Mm -hmm. It's not good for you. I would argue it's not that bad for you. But the tobacco here, the stuff that gives you cancer is advertising. Yeah. 
because it's a pursuit of a more engagement, which leads to rage, which leads to a lack of concern around screening content and advertisers. That's the stuff that gives you lung cancer. So Netflix, Spotify, much less yeah. likely to be weaponized. It's the ad-supported. I mean, adverti- the bottom line is advertising, despite all the fun we have watching Mad Men, advertising really is the source of evil here. It's mm-hmm. the business model. It, what would be interesting is, and I don't know if this could ever work, but if you tried to model out charging <laughs> charging for Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, someone was putting that up on Twitter just now. $12 for a social network that is just private. Yeah, because they, what's shocking about advertising is that the lack of respect that the ecosystem and brands have for your time. So Modern Family, fantastic show. Mm-hmm. ABC and Disney are able to get 49 cents per viewer by pelting you with nine minutes of crap. Mm-hmm. To convince you you have restless mm-hmm. leg syndrome and you need a car from South Korea and interrupt that gorgeous content, you know, three times nine minutes, they get a grand total of 49 cents. Mm-hmm. So if you think your time is worth more than $2 and whatever it is, I'm sorry, more than nine, so more than $2.40 an hour, you'll pay iTunes. But I mm-hmm. wonder if we are slowly but surely moving to a more subscription model. And that's a sort maybe that's wishful thinking. But if you look at the media that's, that's, that's increased tens of millions of dollars in the last few years, it's got one of two things. It's either got massive scale. We're talking billions of people, right? YouTube mm-hmm. or Facebook. Or it's subscription-based. It's Spotify, it's Netflix, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the carcinogen or the precancerous cells of ad-supported media, which, when you look at it, is really the source of all problems here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, lots of people have talked about Tim Cook. Others. Is it time for a commercial break, No, it's not. Way? No, 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 not at all. No, yeah, talk about it. Yeah, speaking of that. But it, there's, different, there's, different, still, kind, there's different kind of advertising. We're not sitting around really highly targeting people in the way no. that this is. Ha- this is a no. different kind of advertising that has changed things. I mean, one is some spray-and-pray ad is very different from what's going on here. And that brings no. to mind the detailed report given to the Senate Intelligence Committee, two of them, about how social media was used through the Russian uh, in, in election interference. It wasn't just Facebook. It was Twitter and Google's YouTube and yeah. others. Uh, the report also showed specific – one of the reports showed specific targeting of African Americans on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Uh, it caused all kinds of things. There were lots of details on this. But essentially – and then the, I think the, the shoe that really dropped is like that, that the government said that these companies are not helping us. They're dra- giving us information in dribs and drabs. They're not giving us all the information we need to figure out what happened. And so we're really angry at them for that. That was also an accusation that they're not helping us figure out how their platforms were misused over the past couple of years. Well, it was sort of the, if you look at what the judge has, all these judges have been saying to Michael Cohen and um, Michael Flynn, they Mm -hmm. want it both ways. They want to look like they're helping for purposes of getting leniency from the court, but they're not really coming clean, so to speak. And the judges aren't having it. No. They're saying, you either you either turn states out, you either you either cooperate or you don't. There's mm-hmm. no middle ground, and right. they all sort of want to be able to say to the president, kind of uh, inadvertently, I, I held the line. Please pardon me. Right. Uh, and I think these judges or people are saying the same thing about these social media platforms: is that when Congress has asked for data, it turns up that they weren't as forthright as they could have been. Mm-hmm. And I just I just wonder: do we have? And this is this is the danger, right? Is that when for-profit companies become so powerful? that they effectively become the government, mm-hmm. that we're just outgunned. Yeah. And if you have people who don't understand the technologies, people who don't have the will, people who are working on a re-election campaign and need donors, uh, and this stuff's complicated and hard and you're up against huge adversaries, mm-hmm. do Google and Facebook and Amazon effectively become our government and we, we continue this march towards tyranny? Tyranny. 
the tyranny of Jeff the tyranny Bezos. of the well the tyranny of technology. But right. when you look at really the bad areas, eras in our history, there's been um, oftentimes there's been a common theme, and that is private enterprise has become too powerful and become the government. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, that's the question. I mean, I think is that good, is that what's going to happen here, or will there be? I mean, government has stepped in before with big yeah. oil, big yep. this, big that, yep. Microsoft, AT and T. This has happened. Yep. They're not that, that dumb. Like yep. to say to abrogate the responsibility of regulating these companies. I think that's what happened is these people have no rules and there there's been no rules. I was I was talking yep. to someone today, they're like, Well, we need more legislation. I'm like, any legislation. Anything. Yeah. Anything. There's Anything. no legislation legislating these companies or a very a de minimis amount. I don't I can't even think of what do Well even strip away kind of content. You can name ten acts. media bills, media yep. laws. What are any? Well, even just uh, uh, taking away regulation. So there was regulation in 1997, I think, with the Content Decency mm-hmm. Act that exempted these nascent platforms. Right. Immunity. Section Immunity. And just take that. Is that Section 30? Thanks very much, Garrett. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's just just taking that away. But you, the key word there, and if we're going to be hopeful about 19, because I'm almost Debbie Dimer around that stuff, you would like mm-hmm. to think that 19 would be the, the year of immunities kicking in. Immunities. Think, what do you mean? Well, uh, have we had enough? Are we going to start proposing regulation? Are we going to start holding these companies responsible? Are we finally getting our arms around this? Bezos actually said that every new media form creates problems. So when books were first printed, some books started wars. Mm-hmm. But then we figured out how to deal with this medium and immunities right. kicked in. So the optimistic viewpoint is is that the immunities, Senator Warner, California's privacy legislation, people getting fed up, that the immunities ideally are starting uh, to mm-hmm. kick in. Well, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. But for until then, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up next, we'll hear an advertiser segment. There we it's go. not targeted to anybody. You can <laughs> listen to it or you don't have to. And we are not tracking you from Microsoft Azure about digital mapping. The building blocks for industry in the 21st century aren't cement blocks and steel beams, but digital tools and platforms. The way we look at a a new building is that it's a smart building, it's a cognitive building, it's fully connected, it's able to be optimized through digital platforms and digital technology. That's Dale Brett. He's a co-founder and chief product officer at Willow, a technology company that creates a digital map of the physical world in high-res detail. It's called a digital twin. With a digital twin, we can see all of the context of that building live in a digital format on our computer online. Willow takes data from all of the systems inside a building, the lights, the heating system, which meeting rooms are in demand, and stores it on the Azure cloud. Then, Willow uses machine learning algorithms to understand this data and make smart decisions about the built environment. It's really about the data analytics, which then allows us to see how's the temperature been going, the air quality, has it been operating at 100% capacity, or are there certain components that show us we can do predictive maintenance. Then, the team can apply these learnings to new projects and easily bring them to scale. All this is why the team at Willow uses Microsoft Azure. Learn more about the tools you can use to build a smarter world and business with Azure. Try a new Azure free account at azure.com slash trial. A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial.
We're back with Scott Galloway and I are talking about Facebook as we always do. We've got to get on to other things. Like, yeah, I, I wish we could talk about just, you know, you saw Walt Mossberg came off of, uh, of uh, things. So we're going to do wins and fails. I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a win. Walt Mossberg, like getting off of Facebook and making having a Walt Mossberg tantrum, which I always love. He's uh, done. Tell he, us about the tantrum. He, he, he's off of Facebook and he, yeah. he's been, he's continuing to tweet. He just sent me another one um, about, he's, he's always it. been, yeah, he's had it. He's, he's mad as hell. He's not going to take it anymore. Um, so he, he, he goes, the perfidious behavior of Facebook starts with and goes well beyond its betrayal of users' privacy. And then, of course, he, he wrote another one, until he got media trained. Now, growth at, fa- at any cost at Facebook's driving principle forever, until he got media trained, Mark Zuckerberg could barely put a sentence together about privacy, which we did that famous interview yeah, where interview. he sweat. And before that, Walt uh, had said he was getting off of Facebook. And he's How did you it. meet Walt? You guys were sort of the peanut butter and chocolate yes. of this whole— we met at a lunch where we argued about where the Internet was going. And he was at the Wall Street Journal. He was at the Wall Street Journal. I was at the Washington Post, and I was writing a book. That's I want I that guy as my rabbi. Yeah. Can you ask him if he'll be my rabbi? No, he, he cannot seems, do that. He's busy he being seems, mine. He seems smart and Yes, I think what was interesting is he was sort of did what, what Walt does really well, which is sort of this indignant anger at these things and sort yeah. of tried to crystallize it from a consumer point of view, which is you're being rolled, and this is why I'm getting off. And then what was interesting, he says, you don't have to. Yeah. And by the way, I'll be back if they change things. So it was yeah. kind of an interesting way to do it. So but I think he was the here's, win. Here's the issue. So Walt, they they hate to lose Walt because he's an influencer. But he's, he's not the demo. But they don't mind him because he's old. And, and, the, yeah. and advertisers hate old people because they're smart. Young yeah. people are stupid and spend money on high margin products like tennis shoes with swooshes on them or or $40 you know lip liner but old people are smart and start investing in relationships and just aren't stupid and we No, I think young it. people my kids do not like the invasions of privacy. Okay, except for your, your no, old but I think souls. A lot the of kids, old souls in your no, household. No, 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 but I think kids do care about privacy. I do. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't that's think they're bullshit. I don't young think I don't care. Think it's true. Here, here take right, me take your a fail of, win or fail of the week please. Uh, so mine are sort of strange. So the Journal of Psychogeriatrics has done mm-hmm. this great study. All right, speaking of old people. Yeah, there you go. Spe- uh, talking about loneliness. And I think mm-hmm. loneliness is going to be a big uh, – I think loneliness. kind of loneliness is the new cancer, if you mm-hmm. will. And they found that you have three areas, uh, areas of real loneliness in terms of your life. In your 20s, when you realize you're not going to be a senator, have a fragrance named after you, when you start anchoring mm-hmm. up the most successful people and you're not one of them. In your 50s, when you start to find that you might have prediabetes or you know someone who dies. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the late 80s where actually my dad is where, quite frankly, you just don't have a whole hell of a lot to look forward to. Right. And it's, it, what's interesting is three-quarters of people surveyed uh, reported some sort of moderate to severe loneliness. And that loneliness, sure. suffering from loneliness is kind of the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day, that it's right. really bad for Not your health. Not a surprise. So I think the my win is uh, this journal raising the issue of loneliness. I think it's going to be a big issue in the next couple of years. And the thing that counteracts it is, in addition to socializing, is wisdom. And mm-hmm. that is empathy, the ability to make decisions and be comfortable with your decisions, you know, perspective around relationships and disappointment. But I think loneliness, This I think this study is lonely, really powerful. Scott? You sound lonely. I'm lonely all the time, Kara. <laughs> but you know what? I, I wish I was lonely right now. <laughs> I, I hate my life you. less and less every day, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it's interesting because I think one of the things is how much does the the, the use of screens and everything contribute to that? How much does it isolate? Isolation, I think, is the link to it. And the question is, how do we get – there's one school of thought that you have these screens and people that were isolated before get to be part of the community, that they get to be – even if it's a digital community, so that, that that helps from isolation. Then there's others that say it isolates people from each other. I would say the latter is obviously when yeah. you when you walk down the street, when you see people on the buses and train. Like I'm riding the subway here a lot, and everybody's on their phones. But then again, they were always reading a newspaper. So I'm trying yeah. to think if it's a different kind of isolation than when you're pulled into your phone versus reading a newspaper or a book or or something else. 
So real, seriously, I find the only thing that really cures it for me is time with my kids for some reason. But mm-hmm. also I've decided that my cure for 19 is I'm getting a comfort monkey. What? I'm going to get a comfort monkey. I'm going to get a monkey and I'm going to bring it on planes with me. I'm sick of those fucking comfort animals. Really? I can't yeah. sit oh, down. Oh, last week it was yoga and now comfort to, uh, animals. Oh, my. It's out of control. Is the it? Labradoodles. Is it really there's dogs. Oh, it's so out of control. Is it? Everyone's bringing their dogs on and saying, I need this because I'm anxious. I'm like, well, you know what? There's a cure for anxiety on planes. It's called vodka. <laughs> so I have comfort vodka. You have a comfort fucking poodle. Right, okay. Get off so the plane. What, what bothers you about a pet? What do you care? No, no, no. I just think, have you been on planes lately? There's yes. animals. Everywhere. I understand that. That's fine. I'm yeah, good with animals and kids like should be banned animals. from all forms of transportation. Uh, okay, but what is the problem with them there? Do they bother you? Is there anything that they do? Yeah, that... I have a labradoodle on my feet, and I like dogs. I just think so it's out of control. So what's wrong with a labradoodle on your feet? What What is the big deal, Scott? Put them over, it, over, it drug them, and put them in the hall. Really? Yeah. No, because they freeze down there. I yeah, like. I love die. animals in the in the main. Occasionally cabin. they die. You like that? I do. I do take you have my, a comfort animal. I don't have a comfort animal. I pay the money to put my cat in the main cabin. For example, when I travel. With my cat. cat, I have cats. I, I have dogs. Cat I have cats and dogs. Got it. Got I it. have yeah. all pets. Now I'm getting a comfort monkey, and I want to. We're going to travel together, and I'm going to have a gobo next to me, and I'm going to see how much you like it. <laughs> you know, there's a true story. Someone tried to bring a peacock on Delta. Really? A comfort what peacock. And, and they said the pilot came out and said, "Sorry, no, no peacocks. No peacocks, because they like get big, right? They can cause problems in the aisle. They are large feathered animals. Yeah, like yeah. I think what I'm interested in. Someone was telling the other day was like allergies and stuff like that. I wonder if you're allergic to cats and stuff. What you do when a cat is on a plane? Like, what do you do? You're kind of stuck there. In a tube of death. Yeah. I know a guy who recently got married, a fairly powerful private equity guy, and his wife is into cats. And part of the agreement was in their prenuptials is that he would get allergy shots. I don't know what got me on that. Oh, okay. Anyways, All right, then. Loneliness. Loneliness. I'm getting a comfort monkey. <laughs> I, okay, Scott. All right. Now, I would like your predictions, please. Um, uh, any predictions for this week? Uh, I don't have predictions for this week. On our next episode, we're reviewing all of our predictions oh, from 18 yeah. and 19. Yeah. But I so, have another I have another loser. Can okay. I another all right. Loser? Yeah, do another loser. So everyone's totally obsessed with the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Yes, and including I think Donald Trump, who's also Mr. Tariff Man, right? He's either Mr. Dow Jones Man or Mr. Tariff Man. And it's probably They the can't most, live together, those two. It's probably the most famous metric in the world. And mm-hmm. metrics are really important because okay. which gets measured gets done. And all right. Unfortunately, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is mm-hmm. essentially 80 or 88 percent of the stocks, depending on the survey you look at, are controlled by the top decile of income earners in America. Right. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a relevant metric to, to measure the economic health of the upper decile, and that's about it. Meanwhile, life expectancy has declined three years in a row for the first time in the history of our mm. country during a non-war period. Wow. Because there's all these unmarked graves of, you know, uh, not politically connected, not, not wealthy, mostly kids who are addicted, uh, uh, overdosed on opioids. Mm-hmm. Uh, wages haven't grown in a long time. So I think the, my loser, I think the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a just a terrible metric and has led to a lot of damage because it creates this false illusion of security and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Meaning that it's people aren't prosperous. We're talking about it's just, depression and Scott, opioids. What, is what the going fuck on is with you wrong this week? With me? You're lonely. You're Seriously, worried about the stock. Would you lose some money it's on the time. stock market? <laughs> it's a, did I lose some money? Oh my god, I've gotten the shit kicked out yeah, of me over yeah. the last three or four don't months. Don't pay attention to it. Don't. Don't just don't. Look. Are you planning on retiring next week? Um, I'd like to. Are I'm you ready? No. Right. No. So what are you worried about? It's called academia. Okay. All right. But so what are you worried about? Do you need that money right now? Well, here's the thing. I don't know about you, no. but uh, the problem is I always anchor off the high, and I think that's the natural state of beings. So I don't see myself as being ahead of where I was a year ago, which is where I am. I see myself as being 20% down from four months ago, and that's I a see. lack of wisdom, which creates loneliness and my need for a comfort monkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, this is getting better and better. Last year you were hating. When yeah, do today we start drinking? Despair. We don't start drinking. There's a kid with a beard. What do you think? This is an Elon Musk podcast with Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, we, we don't do drugs on this podcast. Yeah, it's it's a drug-free zone. Bring the vape. Uh, no, not at all. In any case, Scott, that was a lovely whatever diatribe. Okay. Somehow you link comfort mummies to the Dow Jones industrial go. average. But what are what your wins I, and fails? I told you, Walt Mossberg. He's a oh, well, hero. he's the winner. He's the okay. winner. Fail. I don't know. I think the win. I think this interesting part of Amazon getting into healthcare as it marches into everything else is interesting. But that's a topic for another day. That's a good one. That's, yeah. I'm telling you, that's the big. And we're going to talk about They're going to get into everything. Though. They do everything really well. Yeah, but that healthcare though. If you want to look at an industry that is – there is – other than my industry, academia, mm-hmm. which has the benefit of century-old brands that are difficult to disrupt in my view. I mean it's just hard to build MIT overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, healthcare. What great brands are there in healthcare? None. Seriously, it's a bunch of really mediocre no, brands. You don't like. And it's gone from 12 percent of GDP to 18 percent. I'll tell you, if I were coming out of college right now – I would want to be the guy or gal that understands the intersection of technology and healthcare. Well, yeah, but that's been tried. Everyone's tried it. Google's tried it. Microsoft's tried it. I, yeah. I honestly, Oscar. I want, yeah. Uh, yeah, Oscar. There's Oscar. That yeah. was a Kushner. That was uh, uh, Josh Kushner, not uh, yeah, is yeah. that right? Josh Kushner. Yeah. Um, the Kushner that is someone you can talk to. Um, so uh, he's actually very— He's dreamy. He's I've dreamy. met him. Yeah, he's dreamy. He's one of those guys. I got introduced to him a couple of years ago. I went downtown, and I felt so— like deficient. I'm like literally like, okay. <laughs> to a supermodel. To this guy, yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah. That's a shocker. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm like, they okay, have a this guy's so much Very younger than me, so much monkey. more successful, has such better hair than me. I'm like, like how did well, that happen and how did I have It's a low bar, Scott. Yeah, seriously, right? Right. <laughs> but I, I, I don't remember a thing he said. I just Comfort remember feeling totally insecure when I walked out of that. Um, anyway, in any case, get, Amazon getting into healthcare is interesting. And, I, you know, you kind yeah. of welcome someone to do something that would create— We're ready. And and the, the link you forwarded me on testing, mm-hmm. I mean, think about what they could do, right? They know your body mass index because of clothes. Mm-hmm. They know right. what food you order. They right. know what pharmaceuticals you're— uh-huh. And what Amazon is great at is sitting on top of a data set and figuring out what companies— or what industries or sectors of healthcare are good to be in and which one are bad to be in. So batteries, great business. We're going into it. Swiss vacuum cleaner, shitty business. We'll just let them on our platform and charge them 8 to 12%. I think mm-hmm. they could literally start. And the scary part is they could start skimming off the healthiest families in America, which would be terrible for, their, for the rest of them because the key to insurance is, is convincing healthy families to go into these pools with unhealthy families. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the big kind of optimistic or interesting business story of 19 is um, big tech going into healthcare. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be, and maybe yeah. a couple of retail well, providers. Well, they've been there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, that is an area certainly ripe for, for disruption. 100%. Um, absolutely. All right, Scott. Let's Fair go up. get a drink and wash this all I in. like it. Let's go I'm in. I'm ready. Bitch, bring your monkey. Comfort vodka. No. <laughs> Comfort. What vodka do you order? I don't, Scott. I don't you know what? Occasionally, I start. Much. I start moving when I get a little bit of drunk. I feel like I need to spread some Scott moves around. I okay. start thinking I have rhythm. Uh-huh. But you know what? Th- you know who thinks I'm a great dancer? Who? Bourbon. Bourbon uh-huh. thinks I'm an awesome dancer. <laughs> I, I went and watched a tango class last week. It was fun. You watched a I tango watched class? T- yeah. Someone I'm seeing is in I knew, tango. I, anyone <laughs> who goes to a dance class and is not learning dance is trying to impress somebody. No, I was fascinated by it. it was yeah, I bet. Yeah, it fascinated was. by the prospect of having sex with this person after the tango class. No, you know what, Scott? Once yeah. again, you once again come, bring, it back. <laughs> bring it back. Where's right? the comfort monkey? It was a lovely, beautiful Where's expression of art. Tango is. It was really yeah. lovely. It was really nice. Anyway. 
Good Thank stuff, Kara. We'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good week. All right, Rebecca Sananez produces this show. Nishat Kurwa is Vox Media's executive producer of audio. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. Join us next week for more breakdown on all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Keeping up with your competition is important. Taking the lead with unmatched innovation, that's impressive. And that's what's possible when you build your next generation of smart apps on Microsoft Azure. Clear the way for unparalleled productivity with end-to-end development and management tools. Integrate cloud capabilities across your environment with the only consistent hybrid cloud. Discover transformative insights through artificial intelligence and real-time data and scale across more global regions than you'll get from any other cloud provider. Because every business and every organization, small and large, old and new, has something to gain by reaching beyond the limits of an on-premises data center. What will you achieve when you come to the cloud? Get started with a free account and 12 months of popular services at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial.